Startup Life Hacks, Episode 2. A month into my lease, the city finally gets back to me after I had already put all this money into it, put all this, you know, sweat equity into this place, and the city told me, you cannot run that type of business out of that location. Welcome. Welcome to Startup Life Hacks. Ever wondered if you have what it takes to start a business? Join us as we share with you inspiring stories from these amazing entrepreneurs. Let their journeys bring you one step closer to achieving success. And now, here's your host, Romel Cabal. Hey, hey, what's up, Hacker Nation? This is Romel Cabal, and I'm ready to kick it into high gear. For today's interview, I'll be taking to you live at a gym. But not just any gym. A gym owned by someone who could take a beating several times and still continue to move forward. I've actually known this owner since my high school days, and to me, he kind of seemed like a rival, always trying to one-up each other. But since then, we've become really good friends. He now owns and operates Ripe a gym that provides an atmosphere that is both positive and motivating. So if you're looking to prepare for a body physique competition, look tone in that bikini, or have some fun with some group classes, this guy can hook you up. So please welcome to the mic, Justin Ayers. And by the way, I asked him to give me a little background story about himself and his business. Personal life and my business, really, I kind of... I melded my business from my personal life. You know, always into fitness as a kid, and I kind of grew up with asthma, so my parents wanted to keep me active. That way I never feel the effects of, you know, my my medical condition. You know, even though it's kind of mild, but, you know, always in, into sports, into fitness, I kind of wanted to make my business a reflection of that. That way I never have to leave my hobbies, never have to leave my lifestyle. I kind of make my lifestyle pay me back. So, you know, Yeah. Really just wanted to make it everything about me into my business. Um, you know, I'm here all day. I work, you know, I work out. I help my clients, help them kind of reach their goals in similar ways that I reach mine throughout my lifestyle. So here in Startup Life Hacks, we concentrate on the journey of the entrepreneur because no one is the same. We all have different journeys in life. What was your upbringing like? What was your professional and personal history that makes you perfect for what you're doing right now? Oh, yeah. So, again, to kind of reiterate just what I said, you know, started sports as a young kid. You know, my, my dad was in the military. He was always gone. So my mom wanted to keep us occupied so we're not just stuck at home all day. So playing things like, you know, soccer, baseball, martial arts since the beginning. Um, and then, you know, later in years, middle school, you know, track and field, high school, ROTC, drill team, uh, swim, continue on with the Taekwondo throughout my almost my entire life. And um, really because I've been so engulfed in you know, a healthy lifestyle, physical fitness. And then by the time I was, you know, 14, 15, you know, young high school age, got into the weight training. That's where I really found my love. But being able to draw from, you know, being a martial arts instructor, being a martial arts student, being on all these different sports teams and everything, really kind of just embedded into me that this is what I am. This is what I'm about. I never really strayed too far from that. And so having that be a part of my business, you know, none of it's new to me. None of it was new to me when I got started. And everything felt really comfortable. You know, the only thing that was new was, you know, now there's income, now there's money coming in. And that was the only thing that was weird to me. But other than that, the workings of the job, you know, the, the feel of the workday, it was never really a big surprise to me. I knew what to expect. And that's kind of 
where I feel like I kind of got ahead in that realm because it was never, it was never foreign. Mm-hmm. Because you've been doing it your your entire life. Exactly. Since I was six years old, when I started getting into you know activities. Mm-hmm. So, most of us had an auto while growing up. Who was that someone that you looked up to or currently looking up to right now? Ooh, easy one. My dad. Um, you know, whenever he was you know home, he was he was involved with us. You know, even after a long work day. He was able to balance all of that with keeping care of his own health, not just, you know, exercise wise, but diet wise and, you know, mental health wise. He still studied everything. Well, even after a long military work day, after being on deployments, he was always reading, he was always learning, always finding time for us, you know, and his kids and, you know, with everything. He was always able to balance everything and still take care of himself and his family. And, you know, after he got out of the military, you know, when got his master's, when he had enough free time and, you know. So he was always, always grinding, always making himself better. Even to this day now, you know, even though he's, you know, retired out of the military, still able to keep up his health in his older age, still take care of us. And it's just, it's crazy to see that he never has, he's never out of time. He always finds ways to make things work and still have, you know, time to relax, chill, you know, hang out with the family. And it's just, it's, it's crazy to see that because we always say this day and age, oh, we don't have enough time to do anything. It's like, well, he's testament to the opposite of that. There's always time. There's always a way to fit it in. It's just how hard are you willing to work to make those things happen? And to see him do that, you know, for you know, now 25 years, it's, it's crazy. It's like, it makes it think like, makes me think that I can always do better. And that's why he's my, my hugest idol, my biggest idol. <laughs> cool. So... It seems like you have a lot on your plate, you know, taking on all these clients, um, running your own gym, competitions. And we live in San Diego. I mean, it's 95 degrees right now. Even before this interview, we were talking about, you know, purchasing a huge fan for your gym because exactly, it's so hot. Exactly. So how do you manage to keep your cool? Like besides business, what are a few of your favorite hobbies? Oh, a few of my hobbies. Well, you know, le- leisurely, you know, bikes out near the near the beach or near you know the beach areas in the city with my fiance. Um, you know, we love doing that when we have the free time, um, you know, being lazy at the, at the park, you know, a little picnic thing, even though there's no food, we just kind of grab a blanket and just kind of zone out for a couple hours. Um, you know, and grow. I grew up, you know, I'm a nineties kid, so I'm big into video games. So if, and when I do have that kind of time, you know, I like to veg out in front of a TV, you know, when I'm done with my, my TVs for the day. Favorite video game. Go. Favorite video game. Oh, kingdom hearts. The entire series. <laughs> Hands down. <laughs> Go Sora. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. I need a Keyblade, though. Yeah. I need to get there. So, we always hear in the news about the overnight successes of these amazing entrepreneurs. But it's the overnight success that took 10 or even 20 years. So, what strategies did you use to fund your business when you're starting out? Ooh. Well, going back to even when I even started about thinking about a business. You know, my family opened up our own martial arts studio uh, near the end of 2001. So, I was 11 years old, essentially when I started working. Um, and then, you know, with doing that with the family, you know, I was still essentially my own boss. I could do what I wanted as long as I didn't kind of take things too far. You know, my mom kind of checked me here and there, but, um, you know, with that mindset early on, I thought to myself, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't not do this kind of thing the rest of my life. I couldn't go and have a real boss. someone I have to answer to, you know, maybe for you know a little bit here and there, you know, that's kind of what I did obviously, but I couldn't just say, you know, I was going to work for the man, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to let that happen to me, you know, only if I really have to need to get some money under me, which is what I did, you know, I got a job, you know, working as a regular personal trainer, got a job at a supplement shop, just to kind of get the cash coming in. 
And then from there was when I really, you know, thought, you know what, this is the time. I have the money. I have enough saved up. I have the help from my peers, from my family. I've done the groundwork. Let's just do it. Let's just make it happen. And that's what I did. You know, it took me years to get some money because obviously I was still in school. I was you know, a young kid. But then once I got out, started making some some extra cash. And I was like, I have enough, just enough to make it happen. Now's the time. And then just boom, just went for it. Just do it. Exactly. Just mm-hmm. make the make the jump. Starting a gym, what did, did you choose your founders? Or if you had no partners, what made you decide to initially pursue this venture on your own? <clears throat> well... Again, back to the martial arts thing, I got in there early and it was something that I, you know, I was a young kid instructing a lot of people and, you know, I was scared at first, you know, after a while I got comfortable and people actually listened to what I said and listened to, you know, my experience, even though I didn't, you know, I was a young kid still, but I grew with it and I made it happen, you know, through the years I was going through all that. And, um, you know, I decided to go on my own because I didn't want to... You know, if I went down, I didn't want to bring someone with me. That's something I couldn't do. You know, and even, even to get started, I wanted I wanted that that pride to say it was all me. You know, that sounds a little bit selfish, but you know, and sometimes you have to be selfish. Exactly. I mean, yeah. it's my baby. You know, I wanted I, I I brought it up. I thought of it. I wanted to you know ride it to the edge. You know, I wanted to bring it off and let it soar. Um, and if if I had to bring someone along, you know, that's and if it didn't work out, you know, it's my experience. But then to bring that person down with me when it's not truly their dream, I I was afraid of that. And I didn't want to hurt someone else's thing to just for me to try and get started. Mm-hmm. So that that was my thing to do this alone. That's why I wanted to do this alone. Okay. Take us back to your worst entrepreneurial moment and the lessons that you learned from that. Oh, my first entrepreneurial moment. Like I said, you know, I had the cash. I found a place. I'm like, let's do it. And I jumped the gun. I went hard. And I overlooked some key details. You know, I, look, I overlooked where the location was and according to the city, what's allowed to be in that space. A month into my lease, the city finally gets back to me after I had already put all this money into it, put all this, you know, sweat equity into this place. And the city told me, you cannot run that type of business out of that location. Oh. And so I was in there for a month and... I was I was like my my free month that I got just to kind of get set up, and you know pretty much seven days into my first real month of work there, the city gets back to me saying you can't be there you need to vacate by the end of the week. So you know my whole world I built up this whole thing I had all these great ambitions coming out and boom you have to leave. Oh no! And so I had you know I had five days, to, you know get a storage unit, strip the place, move out, and I lost you know my big investment you know my my. My, pretty much almost all my savings that I had built up for this just for, you know, the lease alone. And I had to move out and it was all over. Biggest moment that I had that kind of crushed me. And I wanted, well, at that moment, I wanted to quit. I wanted to say, oh, I'm just going to sell my stuff. I'm going to find, it's like, whatever, this is never going to work out. But, um, you know, what I learned from that was, like, no, you have to, you know, you have to go for it because otherwise it would have never happened. But you got to understand there's a lot of key details on the way there. You can't make the jump when you know you're going to trip right before the, before the edge of the cliff. Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest thing I learned was, you know, go, but go knowledgeable. Go knowing that there's going to be some things there that you got to look out for. So really do your due diligence and figure out all the little kinks that is involved in opening up a gym. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You've talked about your worst entrepreneurial moment. What is a great success that you had as an entrepreneur? Great success. Um, Really, you know, just this 
not just myself as an entrepreneur, but what I do to help people and what I see them achieving, you know, with with my guidance. You know, I am coming to this business very young, um, you know, at least in the fitness industry. You know, most people don't break out into their own gig until, you know, 10, 15 years of, you know, professional experience. So I'm coming into this thing with, you know, as a personal trainer, five. I came into this with five years of experience, but years of martial arts, and but that wasn't exactly the realm I'm going into. So to see that, you know, with the little experience I have and with the, the education that I have, to be able to put forth to my clients and see them come out with what they want, to see them come out happy, that's the biggest um, success that I feel, you know, to because it's exactly what I wanted to do. I wanted to come in here and help people and to see them come out with the results they want, whether it be, you know, just being healthier, you know, losing weight, gaining weight for some, some few cases, and people just looking, you know, healthier and being healthier, feeling healthier and looking the way they want to look, doing the things that they want to be able to do. To see that happen is the biggest success for me. To know that what I do it actually helps people, brings them to where they want to be. Like seeing your client walk on stage with confidence, like how does exactly. that feel? Oh, it's it's crazy. It's it's crazy because at that moment it's not about me anymore. You know, it's kind of like I kind of I amped them up a little bit. I kind of got them there, and then that's what they wanted. They wanted to be up there, be confident. To know that you know I helped them get there. You know, it's it's a crazy feeling. You know, I never felt that before until I started getting into this mm-hmm. this kind of business because. Up there, there's there's a spotlight, like hundreds of spotlights on you, not just from people's eyes, but from the actual lights. And it's it, to know that they're up there doing their thing, feeling good, looking incredible. It's it's a really heartwarming experience. To wow. Be honest. So, what is your vision for Ripe five years from now? Ooh, five years from now, dreaming big. You know, I want. You know, I'm kind of in like a little connected unit right now. My my vision is, you know, I want I want a standalone building. I want a private lot. You know, I want this thing to be, you know, 5,000 plus square feet. I want multiple trainers in here offering not just personal training, but, you know, essentially life coaching or like different types of, you know, modalities of training. So people who do sports specific stuff, people more into like, you know, marathon training or, you know, the Ironman triathlete type training, one-on-one personal training, martial arts type training, boxing, kickboxing, you name it. I want... I want the whole shebang. I want the whole shebang in there <laughs> with a few key people who I'm I'm really, you know, whose lives I'm invested in, whose modalities that I trust. And I want to offer the best, obviously. I want to offer the best of everything in, you know, one place. I want to cure all for the fitness <laughs> industry, really. That's what I envision in five years. Nice. So we are now entering my favorite round, the superhero round. Now I'm a huge fan of superheroes. So what is your entrepreneurial superpower? In other words, what is your greatest strength? Ooh, entrepreneurial superpower. Uh, honestly, I think it's my ability to be flexible with people. The The best thing about having my own facility is that I can mold my schedule however I like. I can be extremely flexible with my people. So I guess a, a Mr. Fantastic or Fantastic Four. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the elastic guy, yeah. Uh, I can really stretch around. You know, I'm not too, I'm not too, too rigid on scheduling and what people want and you know people's goals change you know I'm, I'm not saying oh this is what we started with we have to stick with it if you want to you know it's your goals it's your life you know you want to be the way you want to be I, I understand that my goals change all the time that's the same general direction obviously but you know the path that I go about it it'll change so I understand that that's how things are so 
if people need to move around, people have lives, people have kids, people have multiple jobs or, you know, they're back and forth taking kids to school, working those extra jobs or just things happen. I understand. I, I don't have that rigid of a, of a of a schedule. So my ability to move around to to adhere to my clients needs to, to be flexible. Honestly, that's what helps me do what I do here. And as an entrepreneur, it's you really have to be open to change because especially in the beginning when things don't go your way, you got to know how to pivot. Oh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, I got to be able to move on the fly. Mm-hmm. What would you say is your kryptonite? Oh, my kryptonite. Honestly, my <clears throat> I guess my reputation in the industry. Um, I don't necessarily have, like I said, I don't have all that much experience. I'm not really out there. Um, so going into this thing being not that popular was a hard one because people, you know, at, at the beginning, you know, my first clients, you know, they, they had lots of friends, you know, they, people saw that and they were like, oh man, this guy knows what he's doing. But then they're like, all right, well, you know, then it comes down to the money things so, are, right, well, do I put my trust in the guy who's brand new or do I trust my money with, you know, someone who's been here for a long time and, you know, you know, four out of five times are like, well, you know, I'm gonna play it safe. I'm gonna go with the guy who's been doing this a while rather than taking the risk with me. You know, I'm not saying that I don't know what I'm doing, but, you know, I understand where they're coming from. It's essentially it's, it's consumer reviews. You know, they've been around, they've they've had that exposure. And I understand, you know, no hard feelings there. I would have done the same thing in their position. But that's kind of where I'm falling short is I don't have that reputation. So I'm still working on building that reputation while building my business. Mm-hmm. So that's what's hurting me the most. But, you know, that's that's temporary. I'll right. be I'll be like, again, I'll be able to adapt to that, too. And you got to start somewhere. I mean, Everyone started off as nobody. I mean, the person who has that 10 years of experience, that first year, they were nobody. They exactly. they, they weren't that authority figure, but you got to build that reputation, exactly. like you said. They, they were in my position X amount of years ago. Exactly. So it's it's only a matter of time. Mm-hmm. So if you could have any superpower, what would it be and why? Oh, man. Going back to Kingdom Hearts, you know, he can... <laughs> keyblade you know he, he keyblade that'd be cool you know unlock any door you know not just you know physical doors but any any door out there but he can also fly you know he goes at peter pan world he gets the ability to fly so i guess that'd be a toss up in the end uh now it'd probably be able to fly the way gas prices are going right now I, yeah, i'd love exactly. to just fly somewhere plus he would beat running you know <laughs> just get up and go i wonder if you can get some cardio off of flying you know if i if i figure out how to fly man i'll let you know yeah. I'll definitely do it all day though. <laughs> cool. So we are now answering the final questions of the interview. And these are the tools that you would recommend that would really help our listeners rise to their feet and get started. So let's start off with share an internet resource or app that you use daily and would recommend to Hacker Nation. Uh, no, my big one is, you know, health and nutrition. So really um, a simple one is free, very easy to use, very customizable. You know, um, my fitness pal, um, you know, People are struggle. Oh, I'm not. I'm not really losing any weight. Not gaining weight. I just don't feel good. You know, the first step is you know tracking it down. See what you're actually doing. Put it down into something. And then my fitness pal really helps with. It's very easy to use. You know, just to put your food down. Not really figure out exactly what you have to do, but to look at what you are doing. And that app is you know great. Again, my fitness pal. Check it out. It's free, or you can pay for it and do extra stuff. But that's on you. But it is free. You can get it. Anyone can get it. Android, Apple, whatever. So what would you dare to dream if you knew that you could not fail? Ooh, what I dare to dream if I would not fail? So many things, but you know, on the topic that we're on now, 
man, I would I would buy out like a 24-hour fitness and just say, hey, this is ripe now. This is, <laughs> you can leave, I'll take over, and I'm, I'm, I would change everything in there and just, I would go to town. So, yeah, really, I would just go big, say this, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna skip, I'm gonna skip, you know, steps, you know, A through, A through X. I'm like, no, this is step Z, this is the big one, this is my go now. <laughs> I, I would do that if I knew that it was possible. And if it was just like, it wouldn't not happen. Knowing what you know now, what is one advice that you could tell our listeners who are struggling to make that leap into entrepreneurship? Uh, yeah, no, going from my, my big my big drop experience, you know, my, my bad one, um, you know, do your due diligence, you know, you know, get yourself ready. Look at all the all the factors that could happen. Look at, uh, you know, people will say, oh, don't focus on the negative. It's like, well, the negative things, you know, that could happen can really, you know, kind of can blindside you. So understand that they're there and, you know, look at all the factors at play before you make your jump. Um, but really, you know, if you wait too long, the opportunity passes. So wherever you are, you know, do your research, all the positive, all the negatives, all the, the maybes that could possibly happen, figure all that out, do your research and then make the jump. You know, really you just got to go for it because otherwise you're always going to be contemplating and you're never going to go anywhere. So give our listeners one actionable step that they can do right now to get started actionable step do your research man honestly just do your research figure out what you want make it make a plan um if you're having trouble you know obviously look at Ramel's other podcast that he has going on you know he's talking to entrepreneurs everywhere all around san diego you know they all have different stories they all have simulators they all have differences and you know draw knowledge from any way you can really it's the biggest thing you can do cool so tell hacker nation what is the best way that we can follow you Best way you can follow me, uh, easy stuff, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Instagram uh, handles Team Ripe. Uh, Facebook, just look up Team Ripe or you can look up me, Justin Ayers, and I'm, you know, I'm all over it. Team Ripe, T-E-A-M-R-I-P-E. That's it. There you go. So thank you, Justin, for being a guest on my show. We appreciate your time and wisdom. But here at Startup Life Hacks, we have a saying to help motivate our listeners who are on this entrepreneurial journey. That it's okay to fail and it's okay to struggle. So let's close by reminding Hacker Nation what our motto is and say it with extreme enthusiasm. Stay positive, keep grinding. Thank you so much for joining me today on Startup Life Hacks. Since my goal is to help as many people as I can, I hope that this episode will help you towards achieving greatness. Taken from the inspirational Jim Rohn, only by giving are you able to receive more than you already have. With that being said, don't forget to subscribe, and I would appreciate that you give us an honest review. And head on over to StartupLifeHacks.com. Navigate to our show notes page for tips and tricks from every episode. So this is Startup Life Hacks' Romel Cabal, reminding you to stay positive and keep grinding.